0: Welcome to the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness Podcast. Join your hosts, three-time WBFF World Champions and WBFF Royalty, Alicia Gowans and Stephanie Ayala-McHugh, as we explore all things female health, training, competing, mindset, and living the fitness life every day.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of the Queen Divas podcast, Queens of Fitness, with my beautiful co-host and best friend, Stephanie A.R. McHugh. And my gorgeous
0: Alicia Gowans.
1: (laughs) And we are kind of bringing out a bit of a relevant topic, which we will come to after we do our little uh, catch-up of the week. And this week's topic is actually going to be all about the rather unpopular opinion about the fact that hunger is inevitable when we are in a deficit. Uh So feeling that is just going to happen and a lot of people get anxiety and nerves about moving into a space where they feel hungry and we'll, we'll go into that and we'll go into some of the you know the client feedback and the things i've had to navigate with clients and some of the crazy thought process that people have um but it is inevitable and there is no way you can get around it considering that we are strategically starving oneself to a specific <laughs> aesthetic condition for a temporary small five minute window of time on the scale of things on a stage
0: You nailed it there. It's for a specific window of time. That's like the best way you could have definitely nailed it because so many people just assume you're going to live and walk around that way and you should starve yourself. And they get in the mindset that, oh, that hunger makes me look so lean. So they actually (laughs) want to keep that up, right? Like they want to keep staying hungry and like staying starving. I'm like, no, 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 we got to kick, we got to get you back up to maintenance. Let's get those calories worked back up. I think so many competitors get really, really, really stuck in that mentality of like wanting to be lean, like wanting to be lean and, and the calories, they stay low, which then starts that chronic dieting phase that really affects their hormones or gut health. Like everything starts spiraling out of control. So it is very important topic, but it's also very funny that we're talking about the hunger because I've actually been undergoing some little bit of hunger myself I've actually started a little cut for these upcoming shoots that I had I just finished so I feel so much better um I think any 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 person that does shoots can kind of relate that you kind of get anxiety with just the fact that you have to look a certain way and I think maybe we're in our head that we have to lurk a certain way because we don't we're not going on stage especially on mine it wasn't for stage but you you care you care about how you look and how the photos are going to come out so it is more about trying to create a system if it's not a prep itself so for me yeah. it was just gonna be a mini cut it was just gonna do a little small amount of you know uh <laughs> deficit i didn't want to do something too aggressively so all i did was clean up honestly some of my cheat meals that i was having i was having a few more refeeds throughout the you know the weeks that i obviously i had the ability to i was in the phase where i was able to uh but i cleaned that up you know i kind of you know, laid off on having the refeeds for a little while since i needed to create a deficit having a refeed, hey it doesn't make sense Right, if we're trying to go in a deficit. Uh, you're having a refund. I have clients ask me, "Can I get a refund?" I'm like, "We're trying to create a deficit, unless we've actually hit a point where you have plateaued and hit a you know a point where you're not really." getting change? why am I going to refeed you? You know, <laughs> it makes no sense. So I definitely did a near refeed in these last few weeks. And I did get it uh, leading up into the post shut like po- I said post shoot, but post uh, shoot. Yeah. Post shoot. Uh, so I do look forward to that. And I think that's what kind of what drives me too. I think any competitor can also relate as you get deeper into the prep or into, um, you know, the deficit, you look forward to your refeed or your cheat. So for sure. Um, I have will say with a lot of the shooting i did start feeling uh a little less uh i guess motivated you know (laughs) i was just less motivated to do less less
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah, i'm not gonna lie
0: i was blah i was i was not really like 100 myself i didn't really feel like a bubbly you know what i mean wasn't really the outgoing person i mean i was there I was okay. But I mean, you're, you're fatigued, you know, you're fatigued, you're hungry, you get a little hangry, you know, you want water, you know, and I was able to drink water. It's nothing that I didn't kind of water. I'm not going on stage, but you're hungry, you know, your mind starts playing games on you. And I think this is where the comparison game starts actually playing a very <laughs> big toll on any person. Cause as you get leaner, your brain, your brain starts really Fucking with you, honestly.
1: It really does. It really does. does. And look, I mean, I'm sitting here giggling and laughing because, as everyone that's sort of been following my journey knows, I've been in the polar opposite of phases since like November. It's been about dropping some size and putting on body fat. So yeah. I'm hey. like, I'm loving all the foods. I ain't got no deficits anywhere. Yeah. And I'm feeling like, <laughs> I'm feeling all of the Alicia. Like there is no hey. here at all.
0: Thicker than a snicker.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the same time, though, there, you, know, you still have those little moments where it messes with your head a fraction, though, because yeah. you're um, in that space where. You're going, well, fuck! This is so removed from where I usually sit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally trained twice, three times. Okay, I trained no upper body at all for over a year, yeah. like with COVID and everything going down, and knowing that, that you know I was changing my shape for the upcoming shows, yeah. and then also because I had to lose more size for a role in a project, I lost a little more, and then I literally trained only two or three times in two and a half months, no deal
0: I love that you're no, so honest about that because really, I hate when people try to, you know, no, say bad no, no, no. to train. not train. I'm like, I'm you need
1: honest. a break. <laughs> I'm actually full honest. I'm actually full honest. Like I literally went and it was very weird for me, like really weird. And then, you know, like I throw in the top that I've, and I'll talk about this more publicly in the next two months um, when it's all done, but I've had to have a couple of little mini, mini surgeries. And one got postponed from last month. We're going to be having it this month. And then, by next month, things will be a little bit more normal. And I can, and I'm I'm gonna share the journey and everything with everyone at that point in time, but I'm not sharing it until then. And so that's also then throw another spanner in the work. So in conjunction with like not doing things for a specific reason, I've then had the whole. I've had these, I've had a little mini surgery already on the way to this, and then I couldn't swim. So I couldn't even like get in the pool and do the things that just make you feel good. I couldn't do anything. (laughs) So I went from like, you know what I'm like? I'm usually like super active all the time, super active. This is, this has been a head fuck with me in a totally different way. Okay. But what it actually concerns me about a little bit is I don't even know what hunger is anymore. I won't lie. <laughs> the concept of when the cut comes in, like maybe two two months time, I'm gonna yeah. be like, "What the fuck is this? What,
0: the what fuck is this? this? Yeah, I don't know this <laughs> shit."
1: What is this feeling? What is this feeling when I'm not like fully satisfied all of the time? Which brings me to the point that okay in our current climate and, and i think it's a good thing that the message is getting out there that you know we don't want to be under we don't want to be starting and living on air like we don't want to be it's unhealthy it's not right we're, we're trying to eliminate a lot of what was once normalized behavior when it comes to eating disorders right. and, and uh, we're making, we're blowing up into the spotlight and becoming very, you know, focused and, and, and putting things under a magnifying glass when it comes to disordered eating and re- we're, we're truly, truly genuinely focused, I think, as an industry now on healing relationships with food, right? Yeah. So I love all of this and I love all of it intensely that it's happening and you know, I'm a massive advocate. And in a time where the world is, is even, it's easier than ever before to source food, to get really convenient based food, to get stuff on the run, to be in control of your food, to track, to, to not go hungry, right? People are forgetting what hunger feels like actually and for a lot of people they're eating above and beyond their actual hunger cues they're actually overeating most of the planet i think most of the time Um, most of the time right and so then when it becomes time to actually rein it in reel it in become focused on and start to listen to actual genuine genuine hunger cues but also to understand that hey not all hunger is bad for you It's very hard. And what I'm seeing is an increasing now that we're getting all these influences where they're posting specific macros and big calorie targets and people, please don't buy into that. It's got to be individualized to you. Just because Mary Jane over there is saying, I eat 400 carbs a day. Yeah, you know what? Maybe you You also don't know what else you're taking. But but they're also there whole context. Yeah, don't think you need to go and eat that just because she says she is, right? So that's point number one. But point number two is, I also believe that understanding a little bit of hunger is okay is also important, but also recognizing that should you choose to do this sport, should you choose yeah. to be in a position where we've got to go weight base and we actually do have to reconquer- lose
0: weight,
1: drop <laughs> body fat, you're going to feel hunger, whether you like it.
0: A hundred percent. There's not a prep that I've not been
1: hungry. There's At not, the not been one point- prep. Where well, you turn to Kerry like I've turned to Chris. I was going, what? What? Looked at my bowl. and am that's, yeah. that's, that's not hundred grams of rice. I need like three more. I need three more. I need three more rice grains. You better put three more rice grains in there because that is you just. Short How short many
0: times you rice? re weigh <laughs> your food just to make oh, no, sure? No, no there's yeah. no way. That's oh, just the oh, only the amount the moment, I
1: get. The moment when you drop something on the floor and then you just start crying because you know that's twenty. Oh, minutes. that was so
0: you. Yeah, that's, that was. So that's you.
1: Fucking <laughs> grams on the floor. Do you understand that every single gram counts? Like yeah. we all have those moments and I laugh about it because for me, like, I probably have maybe three of those moments every prep in my final last two or three weeks. Cause it's inevitable. Right. That's just when my brain's like, yeah. I can't fucking cope with this. It's <laughs> it really
0: is. And people don't but, understand. Yeah. But
1: you've, but you've got to get comfortable with that. And you've also got to understand if you've got a good coach, and if you're managing things well, and if you've had a great off season, and if you are primed in a pre-prep phase before you hit the cut, it's not ever going to be a damaging level of hunger. It's not ever going to be a damaging level of deficit. It will be a well managed with hopefully diet breaks to you know exactly. give you a level of replenishment and mental Exactly mental you know reboots because it's the mentality and it's the emotions that start to get you Mm -hmm. fatigued right um Mm -hmm. they get a bit of a refresher and then you can step into the next deficit with a little bit more Mm -hmm. oomph again right so so i think that it's really clear here that you know whether you like it or not you can focus as much as you want on hitting the protein making sure you're hitting your fiber and and being well hydrated if you're in a deficit you are still going to feel hunger people and it's okay Mm -hmm.
0: where you said it, right, where if you start already at a low
1: calorie
0: range, you are setting yourself up for failure. I do not believe in anyone starting a prep or going into a competition prep or even a fat loss phase without actually having a good, adequate amount of maintenance calories already being having. If you go into a dieting phase, any dieting phase, and already you're chronically dieting, you were just setting yourself up for failure, no matter if that's hormonally, your gut, I mean, anything, just even your physical state, your recovery, your sleep, it's all going to be shit. So you definitely want to Make sure you're already at a maintenance level or even a surplus. If you're in a surplus, you're you're definitely gonna have it a lot easier going into a deficit. You're gonna then bump down to maintenance. The only mind F about this is that when you come up from a surplus, I think so many people, and I think this is even ourselves when we kind of get a little frustrated when we come from a higher calorie range to then sending up to maintenance. We want to see abs already. Like we wanna already be shredded. Like we want to like just three-week cut, four-week cut. We're like, we should see our abs we should be able to like see veins and stuff and and you don't get that because you came from a surplus all right so you probably are bumped down now to maintenance so your body's probably in a phase where yeah you need to be in a deficit to start seeing even those changes i know for myself if i'm not in a deficit i do not see my abs i'm not one of those individuals that walks around with their abs year round I, I, it's just not genetically is not my build. I actually have very shallow tendons in my abs. So I have to work really, really hard to bring them out. And it only shows when I have small amount of body fat, less body fat. So maybe there are other areas of my body that when I fill out and, you know, I go into my off season may still look muscular, but that's just because genetically I'm holding less body fat there. I do genetically hold more in my midsection and that is where it likes to go. And that's the first thing to go. And the last thing to come. So anyone that is looking, you know, for abs when they're dieting, I think that's another bad thing to do because you're tying in your dieting phase to just a pair of abs. (laughs) That's not the way this should be, you know, hunger is going to happen, but that's the only way you will get those abs. Let me tell you is by actually getting, especially if you're like me, I know if I'm in a deficit, I am going to start seeing maybe some more lines. I'm going to start seeing maybe my you know tummy tighten up a little bit, my obliques start showing, up, but maybe not that full on six pack, okay? Maybe not until I actually have a full on prep. So, for sure anyone that's out there dealing with a little hunger, hey, it's normal. I think Allie said it 100% right, like it's it's actually needed for you to yeah. see well, a certain level.
1: You also can't get around it, right? Because as there's a caloric deficit, there is actually an increase in certain hormones that create Appetite. So, your yes. appetite, your urge to eat will be enhanced because of upregulation and downregulation, certain hormones in that hyperchloric state, right? So, there's no way out of it. It's just biochem It's just the way the body functions. It is what is going to happen. So, I think the key here is being aware of that, that it is normal. It is, it's, it's your, it's actually your body's, you know, responses, biochemical responses to the process of actual reduce, yeah. reducing calories. So, caloric intake comes down those signals get you know increased you are going to feel hunger right um and increasingly you feel less satiation so two things is it's going to be lowered calories but it's also going to be lowered volume like you're just not able to eat as much in order to bring those down so keys here ways to address this and the thing that I first and foremost go to with with athletes and when I'm working on programming is how can we volumize your food in a way that allows us to create a higher level of satiation at least you know across the course of your day how can we get more bang for buck you know with some people even and I'm not necessarily saying this should be a protocol for everyone and I don't think that it it does not show scientifically does not show any greater benefit for you to intermittent fast than those that don't. So don't buy into the fact that intermittent fasting gets you this amazing result. I personally use it for a very long time, mainly because I was on the floor with clients. I just couldn't eat in the first part of my day. I didn't do it because I was trying to get an outcome physically. I did it because I could not stop and eat and it was unprofessional to walk around with a fucking bagel in my hand. (laughs) So I just didn't do it. Don't be that Now, person. now, now, I'm not on the floor. I'm different. I don't, I don't do intermittent fasting. However, when I do get into a prep and my volume does, um, you know, I try to volumize my food, but my total volume and caloric intake goes down. I will push out the start of my day with food, and I will break my fast a little later. I find then that I feel more satiated across the course of the day, consuming those calories in just a smaller eating window. Now, that's one thing that works for me. It's not going to work for everyone. Again, individualization is key. Context is key guys. So you've got to apply it to what fits you and what fits your clients. But number one thing is starting to volumize food. So starting to look at ways that I can um, maybe reappropriate, you know, portions of, you know, quite fibrous containing because remember you still got to eat your fiber hit your protein, protein protein fiber protein fiber so how can I create and volumize my vegetable sources Am I, you know am I looking at the leafy greens that create more volume that fill me a little more um, how can I create lower calorie filling vegetables in my salads how can I remove some of the things that might be too nutri you know too dense? So, you know, not packing out tablespoons of peanut butter and stuff when I could be instead looking at, you know, a little bit of olive oil on my salad dressings and a little bit of avocado or maybe a little bit of cheese from my salad instead, right? So, guys, it's looking at these things, right? Do you have to go straight to and only eat vegetable-based rices? No, no. You no don't, but just understand that there are ways that you can maximize your carbs and fill it and volumize a little bit more like we in australia will go with pumpkin over sweet potato or potato right. um you know we get and i know they're available in the states they're called sunlight here they're called spotlight but you get a lower carb potato there are options here so i guess i'm just trying to showcase to people that you can you can look at how you approach the structure of your day and your food map it out where you try to make choices that still provide the macro and micronutrients you need across the course of the day that's important but Amen. you are volumizing it by the food choices that provide more satiation right so that's the key here hydration is also key there's also research don't go thinking i don't know if you do this but i know at like way back 10 years ago early in my career I used, to, I used to think just smash myself full of water and i will not feel hunger uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let me share a little something. I will try and find the research and I'll link it to the podcast later. But there is actually research that shows that <laughs> too much fluid in and around your food will actually only further increase hunger because so you know oh God, it so actually funny. does it soul, soul, it's cell swelling and there's it, there's so it has a systemic effect now on the gut. And it really like, swells up the food. Yeah, it like swells up the food. And it can make you feel hungrier. So. Yeah. My now take home is I try to keep hydrated in between meals, um, consistently sipping away and having, you know, my waters and my herbal teas and what have we. And then I try not to have any food right around meal time. But anyway, there is research around that. So don't automatically think you can go and drink, 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 and that will, you know, take away your hunger because it doesn't.
0: <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make you not about- as hungry, but there is some people that actually um, have a misconception that they think they're yeah, exactly. hungry when they're really thirsty. Yeah, see. that's crazy. So true. you yes. do need to make it's sure hydrated. you're fully hydrated. Um, that doesn't mean you have to have that full gallon a day. I think for competitors, because they're training, they're doing cardio, they're doing a lot of you know, technically a lot more activity, it's yeah. a little more needed. But anyone with just a regular lifestyle, three liters, honestly, you're fine with getting in at least three liters a day. Um, That's adequate amount of fluid. And then that is just H2O. I'm just referring to just water, like not all the extra stuff. Like it's okay if you get more than that in, um, but again, back to what you said, I agree. You shouldn't just be drinking all this water unless you're actually yeah. thirsty. And then, taking
1: back, back on that too, you shouldn't just be drinking. Think about it from the point of view too that the whole process of food and digestion occurs and starts in the mouth. So it's actually the release of enzymes and it's actually saliva, and there is actually a process inside of your mouth first. Now the signal in the process of feeling full takes a full 15 to 20 minutes from the brain to the gut along the entric nervous system right. to register. So what you should be doing is practicing mindful eating, sitting down, not inhaling your food just because you're hungry. I Sit know. down. Slow I'm guilty
0: of that. I'm food. so guilty of just swallowing my
1: food. <laughs> masticate, allow the taste everything you're eating and enjoy the moment. Actually seriously masticate your oh, food. Don't stick to liquid-based calories. They're empty. No. They don't fill you as much. Exactly. They're, really, you know, semi-processed. Like yeah. exactly. exactly, you're removing these systems, You're removing these processes or these steps inside of that whole system, right? That are going to limit your feeling of satiation. So don't do that. Think about the things that are going to be proper, mindful sit downs. Chew slowly. Allow the mastication process and the full digestive from the mouth all the way down through to start doing what it needs to do. That is going to be some really small little things that are so common sense and so easy to implement, right? That will help manage the craziness of hunger. I and I think and,
0: and, and to touch actually on that is, is going back to the liquids thing that you said, I agree, even going into like a deficit and going into those leading weeks that are really crucial and you are getting hungrier, I would actually start replacing some of your supplements like protein and actually eat food. I would have and eat your protein rather than just trying to get it supplemented in because it was easier at the time of your prep to just do a protein shake start eating your protein have an actual meal in replacement that's going to make you feel so much better because again it's going through your gut you're digesting it and the satiation just goes up so much more than protein shake
1: you can even you can even take that protein powder and turn into something you know like i'm oh for
0: sure like Like bake bake with it
1: bake egg whites
0: yes 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 Just eating food and getting it in your gut. And that's alone. Again, the mastication, those signals that it sends, having some actual satiation in your gut, right? Just because you have something in there to digest. So definitely don't just keep the supplements if you feel the hunger. I feel another thing that helps me tremendously as I get, um, you know, obviously in a calorie budget where I don't get to have all my micronutrients and, macro, you know, like technically uh, a lot of the fruits and the, type of vegetables, or maybe I'm only limited to certain vegetables that I can eat because of the calories and the carbs that are in them. Yeah. Um, I don't really get all my micronutrients in. So I actually implement a daily greens powder. I actually take the Revive MD, you know, actual greens powder, because that daily greens has everything that I need. So anybody that is struggling yeah. actually getting all our micronutrients in, I would suggest to implement a daily greens powder, a good one. Okay. Cause there's actually some quite shit ones out on the market. So just make sure, you know, you do get one, uh, that is high quality, maybe some probiotics or prebiotics in it, some good fiber, and you're good for the day for your daily dosage. And then you can just kind of spread out your vegetables, you know, and your carbs as needed. And if you're not already doing a pre and post nutrient timing type of, you know, meal with your t- protocols, then we definitely need to make sure you're allocating the pre and post carbs, the best time around your training window to so utilize, obviously the carbs to recover and to, you know, fuel you through your session. Uh, yeah. So if you're not already doing that, make sure your macros and everything's adjusted around your training window.
1: And this is where if we're going to have a period of a systemically long or a tapered deficit through to like, say, a stage, this is where a period of diet breaks or frequent, you know, um, breaks like that, where you come back up to a maintenance level can really help. And it's literally just like we talked about before, gives you the mental reprieve, gives you a little bit of a take, (laughs) takes away some of the emotional distress, but also it just helps lift. It doesn't. The science behind it doesn't necessarily say you're going to get this massive jacked increase in performance necessarily or a massive jacked result in an increase in body fat percentage. But what it is going to give you is a – pedal off of the metal and a volume down on that hunger signal it's going to give you um just a boost of energy again it's going to make you feel alive less like a zombie for the solid five to seven days you apply for and it just gives you the ability to step back into that deficit and tackle that next phase of hunger again right so i would definitely be suggesting if you are struggling and if you're looking at it and going look i just want to eat everything in the cupboard because i can't stop thinking you're ready about it, yes creating all these ravenous yeah. Talk about this with your coach and create some strategies where you have some time strategic die breaks along the way to stage to reduce that and That's just so help great. you. I will suggest this. You do get easy. It does get easier. You do get um, capable of managing this process better year on year, season on season. The more times you do it, the more aware of how it feels. You'll probably freak out the first time you're doing it because you have no idea. You have never you know been capable expect. stuff. Yeah. Like, I get it, um, you know, but just go through it with, professionals you can trust yes really listen to your body really learn educate yourself around why hunger happens where it happens what it does to your body what it does to your hormones if you are doing this the incorrect way for too long important for you to be aware of that so you can take more accountability for owning your health in the process as well it's not just it's not just your coach in this journey, it's you and the coach, right? So you've got to own your own space too. Um, But I would strongly suggest if you're moving into a space where you know you need to lose weight for a photo shoot, life goal, and or in particular for a stage, just recognize a little bit of hunger is not bad. And it is in fact normal. And it is in fact inevitable. And you've got to do it if you want to actually lose the body fat. So again, I hope we've been able to give a little bit of, Really good, you know, blue vision about what it's going to look like, how it happens, why it happens, I guess, just just superficially at least, because otherwise it'll be a little bit bombarded information. And if you want to know a little bit more, reach out to us. We have no issues with communicating with anyone around, you know, what we've gone through, how to expect, you know, it might look and any advice we can give you. Um, my main advice I would always be if you're ever in doubt, or you're ever really worried or it's causing you severe anxiety, speak up, talk to your coach, raise yeah. it get a hand get get your hand held through it if it's your very first time because you're going to need it it is a, it can be a very um scary or daunting process feeling hunger because you know you know there's food downstairs why can't you just go eat it <laughs> like that's what no, get it realistic.
0: like sometimes right
1: right it <laughs> um does. yeah but it is inevitable and and it's not entirely unhealthy okay it's just got to be and I, it has I to be strategic
0: yeah. Strategic. Right. It has to be strategic. I don't need yeah, anyone yeah. that's ravenous all the time, waking up in the middle of the night yeah. starving just for no reason. Like that has to be strategic. If a client ever comes and says, Hey, I'm hungry in the middle of the night. Oh, Hey, it's working. Hey, we're in, we're obviously in a deficit. We're clear. That's a good sign. Um, maybe we don't need to stay there for very long. Okay. We can have that a is, a good sign. Right. That like gives you know when to have a diet break or when to have a refeed. Um, but no, it is normal. Absolutely. Exactly. You need to undergo these hunger cues exactly. to actually drop the body fat. Okay. It goes into the adipose tissue, starts using that as a source of energy and you start getting leaner. That's just how the process works. So it is a process. There is a system behind it, but make sure you are following it making sure you are communicating with your coach and getting okay. some biofeedback to them, you know, and honestly being very smart about how you nutrient time your meals, how you put in volume into your meals and how you hydrate.
1: Exactly. And also be aware that this is, again, we've touched on this before. We've said it in other podcasts. I'll always reiterate it again. For a two second window of time, five minutes on the course of the whole year is what time frame you'll spend at that level of lean that you need to be for a stage. And then you get the literally
0: Because you can't be there.
1: It's not healthy. It is not... It's not hormonally you know, balanced. It's get the hell out, right? You reverse okay. up and out back to a healthy baseline where hunger is a foreign memory. <laughs> which we, we will have as a as separate
0: can. topic for that yeah. because reverse dieting is such a needed topic. Cool to be able to you know communicate with everyone that's competing as well as anyone that's going through a dieting phase and wants to just continue staying there because they think it's okay uh then you again go start into chronic dieting we need to make sure we bump up to maintenance and reverse out properly so you don't just diet okay there's a diet after the diet called the reverse diet so you do have something to you know look forward to after so just make sure that when you are in a dieting phase you do push yourself you trick your mind sometimes there's mind hacks i like to call them you know to kind of you know get through the hunger that you may be feeling uh heck more more leafy greens more things that are going to literally have the mastication signals kind of go a rice cake really doesn't have much in it so if I can really (laughs) sacrifice putting in a rice cake or some cucumbers or anything of that nature I'm for it because it's so low you know obviously in carbs so low but I still get that chewy and that you know air or like just a good crunch or something you know so there are ways around you know heck you may, you may tag me in a cucumber like spinach thing next next time I see my stories but hey that's what I do that is definitely like my go-to my clients know that they'll probably be laughing hearing this because they'll be like she told me to go have cucumbers I'm like yeah go suck it up have some cucumbers okay
1: <laughs> so
0: it definitely works all it is is like a little bit of water you know obviously very volume dense um and it's not like you're eating five cucumbers right you're just usually yeah. eating something to kind of get them in you know so i mean, I
1: actually t- tag the um podcast when I take my next cucumber off of my tree because if you told your athlete to eat one of my cucumbers you'd be like you like, have
0: cucumbers, <laughs> cucumbers
1: like that. yeah spaghetti. no not Allie's <laughs> cucumber I mean like <laughs> my cucumbers are like uh they're bigger than an American football
0: I'm <laughs> jealous yeah,
1: they're really like pretty. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not
0: Allie's kind of cucumbers. I'm talking about like the American cucumbers. They know which ones I'm talking we about. Are, we
1: just, we <laughs> throw everything a little different down the ladies. Yeah. Oh yeah, y'all
0: great. you're right. Allie it was amazing talking to you. I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. And you guys please make sure you share, you like, you comment, give us some yeah. feedback, uh and, and look definitely let us know. You're all coming soon. into
1: shows, so give us a give us a few things you'd love to hear about that might support your journey coming into literally a stage yeah. and coming directly out of because we can tailor those topics of conversation for extreme relevance to each of you coming into the next couple of weeks so please just drop us a line be faster because i'm planning next week already so yeah
0: it's an we're open books we love talking right. and hopefully you guys are getting some good knowledge and some good insight of how we navigate and how obviously we run our businesses as well as you know our preps and everything that we do so leave us some feedback we hope to see you guys and hear up y'all next week thanks ali see you guys
1: Bye.
0: thanks for tuning in to another episode of the queen divas queens of fitness podcast make sure you follow us on instagram at queen divas pod on twitter at queen divas four and follow our hosts on instagram alicia at alicia gowans underscore wbff pro and steph at Stephanie stephanieiola7 see you all next week